I'm so sleepy, Gastor. How are you doing? I'm good. Why are you sleepy, Shaw? What's going on? Look here. I um, <laughs> I, I haven't been able to nail down, down like a, a sleep schedule. I, I had trouble. I don't know if it was trouble sleeping before, but I never really had like a set schedule. Um, even though I did have a set schedule for my job. So I guess I knew at some point I needed to be out of my house by a time in order to get to work. Otherwise, who knows? But now I'm trying to sleep and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And the cat, the cat, the cat has a schedule. And so um, I am uh, a crucial part of her daily routine. And she is letting it be known that she needs that routine. So someone needs to get up and uh, pull back the curtains and open a crack a window for her so that she can smell the new day. Okay. Uh, um, You know, they're all very healthy routines. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds valid right there. Yeah, that does sound valid. (laughs) The other part of it, which is she also needs to scratch all sides of the chair that she's not supposed to scratch, but she has completely destroyed. Um, I don't know if that needs to be part of her routine. There's also the running back and forth and jumping into the tub and out of the tub. I mean, calisthenics. I mean, yeah, I I get it. That's her workout. Yeah. I'll leave the door cracked. She can figure that out. But many times she misjudges and just smacks into the shower door. Um, And then there's like the food thing and I've got the food thing figured out uh, a little bit. I leave enough. Uh, before I go into my room to maybe sleep uh, so that she won't bother me in the middle of the night. We are now closing our doors completely and she's kind of learning, oh, okay, I can't just walk in here and walk on your head at four in the morning. Huh? All right. Um, So that's helpful, but that also means that come like 646, bitch, you need to be up and pulling open curtains. (laughs) um, And, you know, sometimes it works and I'm like, all right. And then sometimes I just want to go back to sleep and I can't. So I'm yawning a lot today. <sighs> and I think it's because she forced me up so early that I just said, ah, screw it. And I did laundry. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's making me be a better person, but I'm cursing under my breath the whole time. Hey, it happens. Huh? It happens. Yeah. I, I got I, I was dealing with the lack of sleep yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I uh I took a nap for like an hour the day before at like six to seven in the evening. Okay. And then I didn't sleep the whole night. So I was like, I didn't be productive. I got some work done. And by like five when everyone's coming back home, I had forgotten that this was the situation. So like I was feeling guilty because I was like yeah, I still got stuff to do, but I want to go to bed right now. And I was and I was talking shit to myself, like, yo, why are you being lazy, yo? You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not why you. you've been up for 23 hours or whatever, yeah. but instead it's like it took Gabby like mentioning, like, yo, she was like, you know, um I I normally like, you know, appreciate like the extra space every now and then, but it was weird, you know, you weren't in bed at all yesterday. And I was like, I wasn't in bed yesterday. You're right. <laughs> Word. Like, if she don't mention it, I'd have just felt like shit the whole evening. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. And, I, and then I went guilt-free and, like, went to bed early at, like, 8 o'clock. Because I was like, I, I needed that permission mm-hmm. uh, to go do that, that nap. 
It was necessary. Well, I say always. I mean, I guess you are sharing a bed and a life with another person. So because I think <laughs> always give yourself permission to go back to bed. But, you know, if you can't like because you're working or or whatever, you know, it's that kind of thing. And I like a middle of the day nap. Yeah. Love it. It's fantastic. But in the middle of the day, I should be uh, working. Um, and, uh, and sometimes my coworkers need to meet with me and they keep scheduling these meetings for the middle of the day. And I can't just say, can we do that at 6 46 AM? Because that's when my cat gets me up. (laughs) Can we schedule this for then? So I can have my one to three free to go to sleep. You know, (laughs) no, no one's fallen for that yet. I don't understand. They have pets. But <laughs> low key, I've debated on like getting a job. If I ever got a job, it would be like one where I could work online, but the company's based in like another state. So like I could have that advantage, like <laughs> based on their know? time. Yeah. Like I, I want to find like a time zone that syncs up with when I'm awake. And then. <laughs> For them, it's still nine to five, but yeah, I'm up here. It's two in the morning. I'm good. I'm happy. Right. You know, when I'm productive and it works out well, I feel like there's a way of working that out. So you want to work for like a European company? They're like yeah, five hours awesome. ahead. I think Britain is five hours ahead. Yeah. I like I worked with Britain. It was fantastic. They were like <laughs> midday energy and it was like 1030 in the morning here. So right. I was like just starting my day. And they're like, yo, we getting it done. And I'm like, hell yeah, we are. You know, but I'm just getting breakfast. <laughs> Best meetings of my life. I loved all of those. It was great. I th- I think my issue is since I don't have like a regular schedule, I have no idea when I'm going to be awake for you. So you could schedule a, a meeting with me at the same time of day, two days in a row. And one day you may get me just raring like, yep, I'm full of ideas and blah, blah, blah. And the next day it could literally be me, just a voice coming from underneath a blanket. <laughs> That's all you're looking at <laughs> on the screen. And it's like, I'm here and I'm with you and I support you in theory, but I can't, <laughs> I cannot pull back this cover. <laughs> it will not happen. Yeah. My mom, I, I got like this organization I work with and, uh, they, you know, they schedule their meetings. The times are pretty eclectic because they got people everywhere. But uh, they know I just woke up if I don't turn on the video on Zoom. <laughs> like, <laughs> they going to get all baritone responses. One That's syllable. So, and just one going, syllable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Just a bunch of biggie ad libs. It just sounds over there in the background. <laughs> yeah, I guess it work if they don't see. I mean, I'll have my camera on for uh, some of it, but if I turn the camera off, I am either yawning or I am laughing. Because um, uh, I'm on mute as all at all times. Um, but you know, sometimes I'm just laughing at something happening in a meeting where someone has said something so ridiculous. And I'm like, Shalee, well, you have to keep this job. So if you don't <laughs> cut that camera off before you laugh. Because um, there's one time where, like, the boss man said something that was so ridiculous that I just couldn't. St- I just cracked up. 
And like my sound, like I wasn't muted and the camera was on me. And my coworkers were like, I mean, we see what you find funny, but do you realize we could see and hear you? And I was like, yo, I got to let this man know that he's being ridiculous right now. So I will absolutely laugh in his face. I'm owning this one. Let's yeah, do it. This one, you got to give me this one. Normally you just get that picture of me. But this oh, time, man. you know, also my picture uh, on Zoom is me with a t-shirt that says ATL ho. Okay, okay. <laughs> Which is fine for shows, but maybe not great for work. <laughs> but I haven't switched it yet, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, I just need to know. <laughs> it's spelled in like a fake French way. So you have to like really look at it and say, all right, ATL, that's what that says. And is that a plural of ho? <laughs> oh, no, that's just one ho. It's like, yeah, ATL ho, put it together. That's who you got. And Amen. the look on my face is me as if I just said, come on, Shaldi. You know what I mean? And, it's, <laughs> and that's my, I, I got to run out for a minute face. <laughs> I love that's it. the picture I love that's it. up. So. <laughs> More people should should embrace their personal lives on Zoom. I, I feel like that's the beauty of that. I uh I I cannot tell you how much I enjoy parent teacher conferences now that they're on Zoom and we just all there together and I I get to see like 60 parents and their and their inner workings and how they like survive. Uh-huh. And it, it's it's beautiful. Like I every meeting at least one teacher is falling asleep. Oh wow. Like they're de- they're dealing with a lot. They need yes, naps, absolutely. You know? More I than see the it kids. They, like yeah, because I like I already know. Like it was. It's been so consistent that this year by winter, I'd say I didn't. I didn't do it the first the first meeting, but by the winter meetings, uh, me and Gabby, like I would place bets with her. Like yo, this teacher's gonna be the one that knocks out. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Like, yo, if your teacher fall asleep first, you got the dishes today. You know, it was like that, Shia. Like, every meeting, we was just calling somebody out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that magical. scares me. I wonder if they fall asleep during class. It's it's too much work, and now you're you removing the element of, like, act, of physical activity. Right. So, like, if you got 12 hours of responsibility in the living room, like... Mm-hmm. Your body is gonna tell you, like, yo, this is where we sleep sometimes too. Like, right, shut down. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get, you cannot get too comfortable. Yeah, because I'm too not, much. I, I'm not comfortable at my uh, desk at work. It's not a comfortable chair. Yeah, uh, it's broken and in a weird, but it keeps me up. <laughs> so <laughs> where I am in my house, it's just I'm sitting on a bench on a uh, with a picnic table, a wood, dark wood. I mean, I'm sure in in the West Elm catalog, it had some other name. But what it is, is a picnic table and two picnic benches. And that's what I'm sitting on. <laughs> and it does keep me from uh, falling asleep because exactly. I'm not comfortable. Now, does my back hurt? Yes, of course. But <laughs> you want me on my couch? You're not going to get me on my couch. You're going to get ATL ho. That's what you're getting on the couch. <laughs> You're not I love get it. the full me. <laughs> oh man, let's get into the news, Sha. All right. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, kicking off the news, uh, unfortunately, we had a uh, shooting in Dante Wright. The officer who shot uh, Dante Wright uh, has resigned. 
according to the mayor. This is uh, recent news, actually. Uh, police officer accused of shooting and killing a black man in Minneapolis suburb uh, during a traffic stop over the weekend has resigned. Um, the resignation of Brooklyn Center Police Officer Kim Porter comes after a second night of protests uh, rolled through the city uh, with hundreds of demonstrators expressing anger at Dante Wright's death. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, um, this comes after the mayor, too, I believe, said that uh, um, I do believe that the officer should be fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a lot of action around this. Um, I, I, I wanted to touch on this for a few reasons. Right. Like uh, one, obviously, this is the actual news is happening. Um, we normally try to avoid this stuff. Uh, and it brought up like an interesting discussion I've had with comics where like uh, I have an issue with like uh, people that like go on stage and aren't funny. And well, I just have that issue in general, right? right. <laughs> like, yes. if you're consistently not funny, you shouldn't be on stage. Uh, you know, find that about yourself. You know, not everybody knows they're not funny, you know, and you want to be funny. By right. all means, explore that. Um, but if you think that uh, being like shocking is the same as being funny, like, I disagree with that heavily. And I feel like there's people that go on stage just to say, like, uh, offensive things by the same token I do agree that like comedy has like a responsibility to talk about uh things that are awkward and difficult right right um and I, I feel like like you know like the phrase too soon I feel like people use it as a bailout of a joke like oh I don't got a joke so I'm gonna just say too soon at the end of it because mm-hmm. what I said was just a harsh statement but it like it created a weird philosophy for me, where like I've I've come to think that that's what a jo- that's what the comedian's job is. A comic is supposed to figure out how to make a topic funny, mm-hmm. because once we figure out how it's funny, it's no longer too soon, and in turn, everyone else can have a real discussion about it. Okay, uh, right? Yeah, I hear you. What? Uh, what do you say to those who will still think it's too soon, even if you are able to find a funny way to broach the topic? Yeah. And and that's kind of where I was stuck with. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like there are going to be people that um, every topic is too soon for you. Right. And I think you're allowed that, like you're allowed to say, Hey, this hurts me. I can't, I don't want to broach that topic with a group of people. For those people, there's other solutions, right? Maybe, you know, uh, if it's like a personal matter, uh, you know, you might need therapy or um, you might need. And, Wait, you you went straight to therapy? <laughs> no, well, I'm just trying to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely like just trying to think through the options like like but like I'm not saying it like a diss to them. It's right. like, you know, like there are issues that like people want to joke about on stage. And the reason that it bothers you is because uh, you have a personal connection with that topic. Right. Right. So I do think that like, if the, if 95% of the room laughs, that means I got it right. But <laughs> you are allowed to be in the 5% that doesn't agree with laughing about it. Right. Like, I don't think that you not laughing means you're wrong, uh-huh. but it might mean that like, Hey, like maybe I need to get okay with this topic. <laughs> That, I don't know. Am I wrong? Well, I'm, I'm I mean, it's I, I all of that is. I don't disagree with that, 
but I think the leap to therapy for it is kind of funny to me. Oh, yeah, like, that's fair. That's fair. In that, um, you know, maybe there's something deeper that's keeping you from laughing. Or maybe it's just like a topic that they never found funny. There are a lot there are a lot of topics that too soon or not that um I will always find funny or I will never find funny. Right. And um you know I and you, you don't know where I I see people on, on Twitter all the time getting in jokes and then someone tells a joke from a different angle about the same thing and yeah. then other people are like oh no nah, man you went too far and it's like no he just turned on this street while y'all were going down that street. Right, right. And so it's, um, you know, that is kind of tough to figure out. I see, you know, uh, since we know a lot of comedians and everyone wants to rush to be the first one with a joke, whether or not it's funny is, you know, who knows, but they want to be the first one. So they're coming in with their, uh, you know, a little weak sauce of of a hot take, right? Because they're trying to be first. And I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't want, if I think if, if the joke is good enough, you can make it three days later. You yeah. don't have to make it within the first 30 minutes. If you think of something and um, and you you don't tweet it out and then you like can spend time maybe to refine it or something. I don't know. Yeah. The, and you tweet it out like three days later, people will be like, oh, yes. Right. Because they'll still know what you're talking about. The news is moving fast, but not that fast. Right, right. Still, you know what I mean? You can watch something or listen to something topical and know what they were talking about, even if it didn't happen right the second that you're listening to it. Um, That's real. And so I think, you know, there are some co- comedians who could work on that, but they don't want to. They want to be the first to have the thing that gets a reaction, maybe not laughter, but a reaction. Right. And um, so which they will then maybe twist into laughter in their heads. There's a lot of delusion that comes into doing comedy. And, (laughs) um, you know, you just got to try to work that power however you can. It's This has been, like, tough. This this particular story, of course, is tough. Most stories like this are tough. The things that I find, if I find anything funny, it's the same way as when you're at a funeral and you find something funny. Right. And it's like, well, everyone here seems sad, so I probably can't say it. You know what I mean? And that's, <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know if this is even a, yeah. So it's the only thing that I, I even thought of that brought any sort of lightness was I didn't even think about, and it's not light at all, was how the young man was um, presumably pulled over because of air fresheners hanging from his rearview mirror. Right. Had you ever been told about that, not to do that? No, I didn't know it was a thing. I, I've i heard in recent years that it's a thing, but when I started driving, I was not told that. And not only did I have air fresheners hanging from my uh, rearview mirror all the time, I had a tiny disco globe, like Christmas tree ornament that was just yeah. a tiny disco globe. I had that, I had like two of those hanging from my, so when the sun hit the, would hit those that's just shards of light (laughs) (laughs) shining out of my car blinding other people (laughs) and the car at that time was a red honda prelude so already i'm driving a red car which as we all know is quote the fastest color and okay so if you're driving a red car you will be pulled over more than driving any other car yeah um, so I already got a red car and I got a di- two disco globes hanging from it. And I mean, I was pulled over 
mostly for the red carness. No one ever mentioned the disco globes. Right. And so I didn't even know about that. So I was just like, damn, I'm driving around Metro Atlanta blinded motherfuckers. <laughs> and they're pulling me over because I'm also running stop signs. <laughs> <laughs> See, like I looked with you if you saw my car when I was like from age 19 after on when I got the 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 01 Camry. Mm-hmm. Uh after I was driving that, if you saw the car from afar, you would just think, oh, that's no big deal. It's just a regular sedan. Mm-hmm. And then as you got closer, you would think I was a criminal. Like <laughs> it just it just it looked progressively shadier the more you investigated. Gotcha. And it wasn't anything shady. It's just I made a lot of hood decisions. Like I hung like baby timberlands off of the <laughs> the red you bear thought was cool. I gave my kid brother his first Tims when he outgrew them. I put them on the thing. So I had like two little size two booty Tims. Wow, hanging Gas on the door. car. Wow, but I, it, 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 like I was like the thug with the heart of gold. Like if sure. the cops pulled me over, you know what I mean. So like I was like like if the cops like like would see me, it was because it was always like two in the morning, three in the morning. I was coming back from like parties, but it looked like I was out doing stuff. And I'm like, listen, but this is what I work for, you know. I could point uh-huh. to the little mirror, so they would let me rock. They like understood. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I gotta feed the kid that goes into these things, you know, and they would understand. So it was cool. Oh but, wow! Yeah, and in retrospect, you know, um, my brother grew to be uh, six foot five. Like even his baby Tim's was huge. Were, yeah, they were like so they. Big. <laughs> they would definitely like block in my way. So <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I couldn't see anybody on the right side of my 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 car. Like, well, that's at all. That's the rest of the car. <laughs> That's everything else. <laughs> That's a hell of a blind spot. Oh and it like God. swung. So like, you know, you driving, you can't see a solid. Po- yeah, they, I, that should have been like, you know, mentioned to me. But now nah, they would just always tell me, hey, your tents is too dark. Oh, so right, right. They yeah. bought that little like clamp thing and they would put it on on the rear view, on the mirrors, on the, mm-hmm. on the cars, on the car door. And they would be like, yeah, these are too dark. And I'm like, all right. And they would be like, all right, you should get that change. And that was it. That's all we talked. That's all that would happen. <laughs> that's all we talked about. I would never get a ticket. We would have a discussion about it. You'd point um, at your, your son, your, yeah. your fake son's shoes. That's and it. then they it let was, you go. They let me rock. Wow. Nobody ever said nothing to me. It was, it was good money. Because it was the other part. I bought the car off my uncle. Mm-hmm. And my uncle's uh, son-in-law is a cop, so like I had a. Uh, oh, that, you had all the stickers. I had the stickers, but they were all old. So I had like a PBA card from like five years ago, right? You know, so I would tell them the whole story. I was like, "Yo, listen, man, I because they, they they will always pull me over." And I was like, "Listen, I ain't gonna do the whole PBA thing. I don't even know, homie. You know, <laughs> but I got the call from them, so." Wouldn't y'all? Wouldn't he know the rules of what's too dark? And mm-hmm. they'll be like, "True." Well, yo, it's still wrong. Get it fixed, but we are gonna let you slide. And that was it. I was always good money. Wow. Well, that's that's very impressive. Yeah, those <laughs> stickers are they. I don't even know if they matter or work anymore. But that was a that was a definite racket of just like 
someone's cousin's whatever, someone's uncle, you know, a neighbor, somehow you were the, the thing you wanted to do was finagle one of these stickers. I was just going to let you skate. Yeah. Uh, had that a, was, yeah, that was sticker. very tough. Mm-hmm. We had like the little PBA business cards that you had to like, you could, and it was like weird. It was like, cause you have them and like the, they would tell you not to give them, but mm-hmm. like to show it. Right. So they would be like, all right, so you want to put this in your paperwork. And like when the cop asks for your paperwork, you want to oh, fumble okay. over it so that they can notice it. But you don't want to actually hand it to them because they get offended. I'm like, so like, why does it need to be this whole song and dance? Like, can't I just tell them, hey, like my man's is one of your man's. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I got to do all this showboating. Now I got to work on like my crossover. Uh, with right. This, like, How do I? Paperwork. <laughs> How do I f- fake like fumble paper to and show that's this such a And that's, a, you know, that's really an iffy thing because the one thing you don't want to be when there's a cop at your window is a little <laughs> butterfingers. You know what I mean? You know, that's the worst time to be clumsy. You know, what are you fumbling over there? <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. If I'm, re- if I'm like, I'm going into my glove box to get my paperwork. Oh, whoops. Oh, come on. That's not, that's not ideal. <laughs> oh boy yeah there's a lot of song and dance just in order to hopefully stay alive yeah <laughs> it's a lot of song and dance <laughs> it's it's a rough world but yeah <laughs> it really is <laughs> oh, I, 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 I wanted to cover it because obviously it's happening it's real um but uh you know kind of show like our thought process behind it um get people a little peek behind the mirror right yeah know, you know there's a there's a way to approach um it it definitely is, uh, for lack of a better term, a bummer. But it um, it there, in talking about your your experiences and sharing about them, however you feel best doing it, uh, hopefully it can, I don't know, help lighten the load of just for a second. Yeah, you know, because it's heavy. And it feels, uh, to some of us, it feels never ending. Word. And so you have to figure out little ways to lighten that so that you don't let it crush you. So that's all. We're just attempting to, you know. That's all it is. And also, you know, for the people listening, keep in mind, like, super appreciative of our, you know, ever-growing audience. But, you know, a big portion of why me and Shy do this, at least a big portion of why I do this, is because I get to hang out with Shy. Like I, I appreciate that y'all are listening, but I'm just having a convo with my homie, and right. I don't necessarily want to have a depressing convo with my homie every Tuesday. Yeah, you know? that's a much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no good. For some more dark news for two hours, like <laughs> <laughs> real life is hitting me the whole rest of the week. I promise you. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> for two hours, I try to find like relatively real news that we can talk about, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if I, if on occasion I skip something that's going on, it's a little more serious. Know that we know. Uh, yeah, but, uh, we yeah. know. And we'll probably talk about it after a couple of weeks when, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not just directly on our shoulders when it's moved down to our lower back. <laughs> when, it's, <laughs> when it's a more manageable pain, then we'll discuss it. Uh, the CDC and FDA recommends that the U.S. pause the use of Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine 
over blood clot concerns. Uh, yeah, it's getting rare out there. Like uh, the uh, COVID-19 vaccine um, has reported uh, six different cases in the U.S. of a different of a rare and severe type of blood clot. Um, keep in mind uh, for people that have taken it, uh, the uh, six reported cases were among 6.8 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So, um, you know, for the majority of you, you do not have something to worry about, but it is a thing that um, is out there and they want to make sure that everyone is safe. Um, all six cases occurred, uh, sorry, Sha, uh, among women. Oh, I already um, know. I already know. <laughs> ages uh, 18 to 48. Uh, the symptoms occurred six to 13 days after the vaccination, um, according to a joint statement on Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah, like this is like, you know, uh, 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 a lot of people feared, unfortunately. Right. Like with uh, the process being sped up. Um, yeah. Well, here's what I think. OK, first off, this is to me um, a little terrifying because uh, um because, you know, blood clots can lead to stroke. Yeah. And me and strokes are like, <laughs> we're doing a delicate dance of trying to dodge each other. <laughs> like when someone is walking in the opposite direction of you and you two do that little dance to get out of the way. I feel like that's me and strokes right now. <laughs> so um, so I, I'm certainly not trying to hear that. This is a rare type of blood clot. Um, it's, uh, you know, six women out of 6.8 million doses uh, given so you know, I mean I, I don't gamble but yikes yikes but okay at least we caught them they were reported um, uh, but I think a thing that a lot of people don't know is that <laughs> many medicine leads to blood clots true uh, blood um, uh, like birth control in particular <laughs> like um, if there's a chance of a blood clot all the time and like one in 1000. Oh, wow. With birth control. Yeah. So like any, like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not ideal. <laughs> Almost all medication have like, it's really, it's not great. I mean, like I took a medication for my hypertension that said it may not work for black people. So, and that, that a doctor prescribed that to me. So, <laughs> you know it's not the end all be all but uh i'm glad that they you know they're doing more analysis and they want to slow it up or whatever i mean this does slow up getting it out to people uh this definitely is a a bummer for those people who just wanted to get the one and done um but if you've surpassed the two weeks after getting uh the shot uh, you might be good. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, but it is terrifying, but please, if you're out there and you want to say, told you so <laughs> stay the fuck away from me one. Cause I know you ain't got a shot at all. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, look, I don't have all the faith in the world in all of these medicines, but I'm gonna take them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll take, I'll take this if it's going to help me. Uh, not um, get super sick. Right. And I can also not necessarily spread that to others that get other super sick. You know what I mean? Like if, if it'll do that. So, I, you know, I, I, yikes, but also if uh, ladies just check your birth control and make sure that you're not also maybe going to get 
clots from that because you can <laughs> you absolutely yeah. can i appreciated like the effort of like because normally like what makes the news is you know a year later when we catch people doing something wrong mm-hmm. this is a company uh, an organization that noticed hey yo uh i know we said this is cool we actually noticed something let's stop it before it gets out of hand absolutely can you imagine can you imagine the commercials uh, like the lawyer commercials in like two years time <laughs> right? where they're just like, uh, are you just now finding out from me that the reason you had your stroke was because of that COVID vaccine? <laughs> Maybe let's sue someone over that. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd much rather hear this news from doctors saying, Oh, let's check this out. than yeah. hear it from some ambulance chaser with a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later. Yeah, that would be the illest podcast sponsor, yo. <laughs> yo, why is Selena with bars like sponsoring podcast? That'd be fire. Uh, I wouldn't trust anyone involved. The broad, the the ads, I wouldn't trust the podcast itself. I wouldn't trust whatever it was I was listening to it on. Yo, my favorite, you know, I'm 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 glad this is happening, but by far, my favorite part of this article was discovering it at the corner store. Like, I heard about this while getting my sandwich this morning. And, oh, like, wow. hearing people, like, theorize on it. There's like, oh, nah, that's because it's the, it's the one-shot one. You know what I mean? So it's thicker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo, the hood theories were incredible, shot. <laughs> because it's thick. Yo. I mean, honestly, show me it's not. <laughs> yeah, I like I couldn't even argue it. Like it just it was such a ridiculously simple explanation. But I was like, yo, real talk, I'm not even sure that's wrong. He's like, yeah, yo, it's I mean, if it's more potent. <laughs> That you only need one shot, and the other ones are like milk. Who's to say this one isn't like cream? As it, oh, he was saying he's like yo, you know what I mean? We you get two shots with the other ones, you know this one's one shot, so it ain't even more in volume, so mm. it's thicker. That's what's making the blood clot when it clot. came. Oh too much. wow, look look at that. I mean that's a science. I don't know no, what you. it. The science, but it's a science. <laughs> and then he was, he was like, "See, they gotta drink alkaline water." He's that's why I drink. <laughs> if they drank more alkaline water, it wouldn't be a problem. You know what I mean? It's you know some... what? I've taken to drinking some alkaline water, but I keep calling it um, electric water. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> I asked my roommate, "Hey, pick me up a bottle of that electric water," and he's like. That's all right. I think I know what you're talking about. That's in, uh, entirely incorrect. And now I live with my grandmother who can't get names right, but I'll get you a bottle of it. Electric water. Yo, Roto, that's a brand though, shot low key. It might be. <laughs> but I wouldn't drink it. Company. I wouldn't I would not drink electric water if I were you. I dear listeners. Yourselves. Yo, electric water. <laughs> water so good it charges you yeah that seems very scary no no the ads would come very quickly but it seems also terrifying 
Oh, man. <laughs> Florida uh, firefighter is arrested after photos showed him pointing at a placard uh, uh, for Speaker Pelosi in the U.S. Capitol building. Um, he was a uh, Florida firefighter was arrested for an unlawful entry of a restricted building and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. After a photo surfaced of him wearing a Trump 2020 hat pointing at the placard for Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, inside the U.S. Capitol building. Uh, Andrew Williams, a firefighter and paramedic with the Sanford Fire uh, Department, appeared in federal court on Tuesday and was released on $25,000 signature bond. Um, okay, so this guy, for his, he did it for the gram and he uh, got arrested, <laughs> yeah, basically? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I'm 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 just doing my part of uh, uh making sure that making sure we all know we all know every exactly person. who this guy is. Yeah, yeah. like real talk. That's the only reason I did this article shot. I got nothing to share. Just yeah. you know, if you see Andrew Williams, uh, <laughs> it's on site. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, I, we always spread the the other stuff. We got spread when they do grease too. That's what I'm right. saying. No, you're you know, absolutely I, right. Every time I see some Grammy, I make sure to read the full name. You know, <laughs> I read their job, <laughs> everything I can. And you lucky I don't know what high school you went to. On God, you would see all that hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm ruined for all of. Uh, Andrew Williams's neighbors to get some swings in. So good luck to all y'all. Wow. Well, I mean, I hope that he lives in a neighborhood where they do want to swing at him. What Fair. they hate is if he lives in a neighborhood where they all are going to carry him around on their shoulders for a week. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, I. You know what? Uh, we're just going to be because nobody did any sort of due diligence or any sort of diligence at the time. And just kind of let everybody in to fuck things up. Right. We're going to be hearing these stories trickling out like for the next year of just like, oh, here's another one. We found this guy. He's the guy who pissed in the vase that was in the hallway of the, you know what I mean? Like we're going to fuck every, every few weeks is going to be another person who's like, well, I had no idea they meant me. <laughs> Were you there? Uh, then yeah. <laughs> And guess what? We're going to cover every one of those articles. <laughs> that, is, that is the war report promise. <laughs> every time y'all get caught and reported, we're going to be there. Mm -hmm. You know it. We out there, baby. <laughs> Team of two. But that's what we're doing. <laughs> it's just going to be Gastor standing there with his arms crossed and me with a little notebook writing down the information. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Will Smith and Antoine Fuqua pulled the emancipation production from Georgia. Uh, Georgia has lost a major production because of its newly restricted uh, voting uh, legislation. It was announced on Monday that uh, the new uh, film starring Will Smith uh, and his uh, Westbrook uh, media company have opted to move the production of their forthcoming film, Emancipation, from the state. At this moment in time, the nation is coming to terms with its history and is attempting to eliminate uh, vestiges, vestiges, vestiges uh, yeah. thank you on that, of institutional racism to achieve true racial justice, the pair said in a joint statement obtained by CNN. 
Um, so yeah, I, 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 again, I'm applauding this move here. This is uh, just another one in line of uh, many of the major uh, corporations and people in power that are uh, kind of like letting their money talk in Georgia and uh, stepping away and taking their business out. I of mean, the state. okay, so Georgia has, you know, we lost the uh, the baseball all star game. Yep, great. Uh, this is the other, I think, kind of big thing that I've heard about that's been pulled. Um, some people are upset in Georgia because that means that it takes away work from, you know, folks who had no say in this, who were unable to vote on it, um, and who will suffer from these laws. And I get that. Um, and of course that does stink, but, um, uh, they tried before to, um, like not give the tax breaks to some of these productions that were coming into Georgia. Yeah. Uh, that was a few years ago. And so uh, they were just like, oh, okay. Well, I think they, it was like, they did, they did some bullshit stuff. A lot of the productions were just like, well, I mean, I don't know if we want to really work here. And they were like, well, I mean, we'll pull all the tax breaks for you. And they were like, well, you know what? We'll just leave. And then Georgia was like, oh, we're just kidding. Look, here are the tax breaks. Please don't leave us. Please don't leave us. Um, And so this is a move that has proven itself to be effective before. And um, and it's kind of the only way. I mean, like losing that revenue, though, it's it, it does seem short sighted. It is unfortunately for people who seem to only care about money. Yeah. It is the only way to affect their thoughts on it. Um, I just hope it is strong enough to, it's a strong enough move to overpower whatever wild shit they believe from Trump. Because the whole reason that that's even been passed is from a lie from Trump, right? That the right. election was stolen. Um, and I mean, Trump's election was not stolen. If anyone knows about the stolen election, it's going to be the governor of Georgia who did steal an election. That motherfucker knows how to steal an election. Yeah. So if he was like, nah, that wasn't stolen. I know what stolen is. <laughs> <laughs> so Yo, real talk, I want to write a fan fiction so bad about that. Of like him calling Trump the next day, like, you, you ain't call me? You know, like yeah, this is what I you... do. <laughs> but I mean, like honestly, that's what I thought that how how all that looked when he was calling uh when Trump was calling the uh current uh, Secretary of State was just like, hey, man, why don't you just find these votes for me? I know y'all can do it. And that guy was just like, oh, I mean, I I don't, we can't do that. That's against the, and I'm like, bruh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask your boss how to do it, because that's how he got to where he is and how you got to where you are. Y'all know Thanks. you could do it, but we beat you at your game, so you can't. And so, I mean, they're trying to figure out new ways to steal. Um and I just, I, I, like, I, I hate to see that production leave, but, um, but it also does kind of feel like it's necessary. Yeah. It's, it's the um, move, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. The, the so, only thing that's confused me is, you know, like, how is Mr. Fuqua going to make Will Smith look like a gangster cop? Because I don't. I know that's what he does well, right? Isn't he like the dude from Training Day? He did do Training Day, yes. Right, so uh-huh. he like he's Training Day. I know he did a, a Brooklyn's Finest. I know he does Equalizer. 
Um, he does like films where like he makes all of these like actors like my my low key hero for two hours. Why? Because they're um. <laughs> because they're like dirty cops. Yeah, like it's just it's it's super direct. It's like I right, like we gonna be honest. Nobody in this job tells the truth. Um, okay, well here's what I'm here's what I look at. I look at the music videos that they certainly directed before they got into okay. movies. So we're looking at um. He got classics, Tony. My man here. He directed uh the Gangsters Paradise video by coolio good start good start uh he directed the sending my love by jean a okay um, yeah anyone working with jean a good for them um so uh the most beautiful girl in the world video by prince okay um, yeah 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 he's directed <laughs> uh, you know a couple of uh videos by shante moore um <laughs> a mint condition video like you know he's, he's, he's got range work yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely got got some work. Uh, he also, he, ew, he directed that Citizen Soldier video by Three Doors Down. That must have been. <laughs> he must have had some bills to pay or something. Yeah, I was gonna say like I also saw he like he worked with Proz in 1999. I was like, Whoa. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, who's not working with Proz in '99 though? You know, everybody's got to do a little Proz time. <laughs> Everybody's got to do a little prize time. Oh man! Well, I'm I'm applauding him. He's going to bring the best out of Will. In the, you think Will in, could be a dirty cop? He could be a dirty cop. Yeah, I really think he could pull that off. I feel like yeah. he's due for that. I, I thought that that's why I was excited about him in in the DC films because I was like, oh, we're going to see like edgy, like Will, like be a villain, mm-hmm. and they still made him like a likable guy. I was like, All right, yeah, so yeah. Do you know I there was a conversation on Twitter. Uh, last week um, where people were comparing the range of Will Smith to Jamie Foxx as to which one had more range. Um, And we are speaking well of Will Smith and he's great, but like Jamie Foxx has the range though, right? Yeah. She has the range. She understands the assignment and all the other ways that they put it on Twitter. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, so Whatever the original tweet was, was just like, y'all out here trying to tell me Jamie Foxx has the range of Will Smith. And it's like, yeah, no, he has more than the range of Will Smith. Easily. Like, we're still, I'm I'm still trying to believe that Will Smith could be like a true dirty, dirty cop. Right? Whereas I absolutely believe all Jamie Foxx has to do is decide where his hairline's going to fall. And that's going to do a large part of the heavy lifting (laughs) for the character. I don't. I like I would think so mu- so much about Will Smith if he would just convince me that one of his characters wouldn't tuck their shirt in. <laughs> Wait. Like, I feel like every character he's played in the movie as an adult tucks their shirt in. Like he's like that like a really put together adult. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's the like like I feel like that's the that's the Will Smith he is in real life. Like he's like really like if you like if his shirt is untucked, it was a shirt that was meant to be untucked. Like it only goes I think, like well, one inch. Here's past. the thing: I think he can walk around with an untucked shirt, but if I were to see him in Tim's, I'd go, "I don't know, Will." Yeah, <laughs> you feel like a just a strictly sneakers dude. Yeah, like maybe the not he a wore in men, like he wore in, in Men in Black when he was chasing uh the alien. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't believe for a second he was a New York cop. Like there was no way, <laughs> no way. Right. I, like, do I believe? Like I, I, I like him. I just don't believe you would wear this clothes. Right, right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just can't. Yeah, I, I can't see him in in Tim's. I see him as being. He probably could be very scary. Um, in like a oh, you didn't see it coming way. Yeah, and that right? that's what I'm excited for because I feel like. The first time he plays a villain, he's been setting us up for 50 years. <laughs> you know, like the first time he does it, it's over. Like no right. one's going to see that coming. I want I want it to happen. I'm, I'm ruined for it. Mind you, I have the opposite problem. I don't think anyone would believe I would play a character who tucks his shirt in. Like, yeah, no, no, there's me. nothing about you that says tucked in shirt. Yeah, I don't do it. It's not my like, range. Honestly, I think your shirts wear Timberlands. Like that's kind <laughs> of what you put out there. It's all good. I, I, we, 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 we know our place. I always think, uh, I always think of Red Man with these situations. Like that man made ten classic albums talking about weed and we only, and it's amazing. You know, <laughs> just know your role. Know your role. You know, some people you go explore a lot of different stories. Some people tell the same stories a million different ways. Both of them are equally valid ways of being an artist. You know. That's yeah, what, no, you're right. You're that's right. What Will has done. You know, he's done it great. But I am ruined for him to be a supervillain just once. Yeah, no, absolutely. We do. We believe in you, Will. We're still fans. There you go. Make it yeah. happen. Uh, but yeah, Jamie definitely wins that debate. That is definitely true. Right. Too. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> China hits Alibaba with a record $2.8 billion fine for behaving like a monopoly. That's right. Uh, China has ordered Alibaba to pay an $18.2 billion uh, yen, uh, uh, equivalent of $2.8 billion uh, fine after antitrust regulators concluded that the online shopping giant had been behaving like a monopoly. Uh, so it learned uh, today what we've known for the last 10 years. Uh, the fine is the equivalent to 4% of Alibaba's sales in <laughs> China alone <Yes. laughs> in 2019. What even, it, wait, what is Alibaba? You That's never just... rocked with Alibaba? Yo, no, that's where you order clothes. Yo, Alibaba is where you order everything, Sha. Everything like Alibaba is like Amazon, but in bulk. So, like, if you want to sell like mugs, Alibaba got like, yo, we got 100 mugs for 15 cent, my G, but they coming from China, so you're gonna get them in six weeks. <laughs> okay, you know, see, I, I think my issue is I've never needed that much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel like if I saw something that was Alibaba, I would just think it was one of those, like, clothing stores where they're like, um, look, we've got these big cozy sweaters, and you go on and you're like, yeah, that is a big cozy sweater, and you order, like, the extra large, and they send you the extra large, and it's literally for, like, an American doll or something. Like, it's not for a real human. (laughs) And you're like, this is the extra large? What's the sizing? So I think in my mind, that's where Alibaba has been. There's a little uh, bit of that. Okay. There is a little bit of that. It's just like, it's just, it's like Amazon, like, but if you can negotiate, you know, like, you can order one of a thing. It's just that there's, like, a deal if you order in bulk. And also, there's, like, multiple people selling. So, like, if you find something like, oh, I like this, somebody else is selling the same thing for a little less. Mm-hmm. And like, you could just like look around and negotiate. The website kind of looks legitimate. Like, it looks like it's pretending to be a real site. Uh-huh. And you only buy from it because you know 
so many people have bought from it. They're like, all right, it has to be real. But like the first time Alibaba was popping, nobody was comfortable with how the website looked. Um, but yeah, they've slowly uh, learned Made it look web design. Better. Yeah. But yeah, Alibaba is most definitely a monopoly. They uh, This is where, like every time you see someone like those ads telling you how to like run an Amazon business. Right. This is where they get their product from. Stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I just I just Googled Alibaba and you know they have questions. People also ask these questions. And the questions are, is it safe to buy from Alibaba? <laughs> <laughs> is Alibaba owned by China? <laughs> Why is Alibaba so cheap? <laughs> Can I get scammed on Alibaba? <laughs> I'm like, mm, all of none of these really comfort me in a way that i feel good about buying anything from here i knew i knew something was wrong with the site where like i've had real debates of like i i need one mug and like you'll go on amazon and it'll be like you know oh that mug is five dollars and then you'll go on alibaba and like it'll be like yo we got 50 mugs for eight cents each but you gotta buy all 50 and like it's such a ridiculously good deal that you got to think about it. Like, no, you don't. You need one mug. You don't need fifty <laughs> mugs. I that's, I don't have to think about that at all. Like, no, I don't need mugs. No, what are you doing? I, and I'm not a great salesperson, so I'm not going to buy fifty and then flip forty five of them. Like, it's not going to work. Also, you who knows when these mugs are coming. Right? So you don't know when the mugs are coming. You don't know what quality the mug is going to be. And those things could be straight lead. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they, they, they are trash. I ain't going to front. Yeah. And then you now you're stuck with 50 of them and you got to try. Now, now your whole apartment's in danger. <laughs> just, just buy the one that you only needed one mug. <laughs> Yo, but like it makes you like reconsider. Yo, like I was, I forgot what what we was looking for, but like I know we went down like a whole rabbit hole of like, yo, we need one of these. But if we get 50, it only costs a dollar more and everybody get these for Christmas. Like it was some shit like that. Like it Alibaba makes you reconsider like purchasing decisions. If you're willing to be patient <laughs> and wait six weeks, you will have so many of those things. Oh yeah, no, then I'm not fucking with Alibaba. <laughs> not at all. Hey, again, I wonder if the shipping times are better uh in China, actually, now I think about it. Uh, in other news, uh, Amazon uh, defeated the union vote. Uh, Amazon has soundly defeated a uh, has soundly defeated a landmark union drive that would have established the company's first union. Um, but labor advocates are hopeful that the high profile fight will nonetheless be successful in spurring support for a broader image. The final tally was seventeen ninety eight. Uh, of, of the final tally, uh, 1,798 workers at the Alabama warehouse uh, voted against unionizing with 738 voting for union. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and uh, keep in mind, this is uh, wild for various reasons. Um, one, like the support that the union had was crazy. Like the actual president came out and said, yeah, I got y'all back. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it still was not enough to uh, swing the vote. Uh, keep in mind also that this is in a state uh, where uh, it's super union friendly. Um, for example, uh, in uh, Alabama, uh, 
it is a right to work state. So workers who don't support the union aren't forced to uh, join the union or pay union dues. So you can literally vote for your co-workers to have the union they want and that they feel they need, but you still be out of the union. Um, so like this is in an environment where everything um, should have said, hey, if people want the union, they should get the union. Um, and it still didn't happen. Uh, yeah, go figure. Amazon uh, did their part uh, to uh, combat this. They made a website, you know, and they explained uh, some of the negatives that they feel uh, union uh, would have brought. Uh, so, yeah, this this was uh, I mean, very surprising. I, well, I think uh, we were seeing it in the press a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's great. But that also doesn't necessarily mean that that is what's happening if you had your boots on the ground. Yeah. So I, I, I think the press is more of just like, well, here, look at all of this terrible stuff that uh, Amazon's doing to suppress a union and these people here, they're fighting for it and they're getting blocked. You know what I mean? Just like the more sensational factors of it. But right. I mean, I bet that if you were really to ask like to really ask people you're going to get a lot of people who are like hey man i'm just happy to have a job and i'm not sure i want to rock the boat with this union thing especially if the boss if the company is not a fan of it right so if it does if we do pass it it, will there be retaliation yeah um and especially right now people really need the work and i don't know i mean I, I know it's not, it does not help them to vote against their, you know, best wishes. You know what I mean? Like what the good that could come of it. Uh, yeah. It's great. But I mean, they're also haven't really, I mean, the South isn't necessarily crawling with unions. Uh, right. I mean, part of the reason there's so much film work happening in, in Georgia right now is because Georgia is not really a union state. Mm. you know so um so like there's there's a lot of that it it, it 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 may not it may just be like uh okay are these like carpet baggers coming down trying that you know what i mean there's still a fear of carpet baggers coming yeah. down trying to tell us how to live our lives we have these jobs they're paying us whatever uh it's um it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to change people's minds especially right now uh in times of extreme like crisis yeah it's hard to take to start to walk out on that branch when you're already in a tree that the root system is not strong right it's it's hard to like just try well just try this one thing you know when you i don't know for some people it's like a uh, like a, it's a paper for school. You know what I mean? Here's what would be, these are all the great things that could happen if you just did this thing. And for some people, it's a little harder to do that thing because if you do that thing, who knows how the retaliation is now, your whole life falls apart because you, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's there's, there's so much with him. Yeah, it's like, very tricky. I, I, I was a little surprised, but then after I sat with it for a while, I was like, actually, I'm not that surprised. Yeah. I mean, I I guess like just the fact that like Joe Biden was like, yo, 
I know I'm busy running this country, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I'm going to say I, I, I got y'all back and it still wasn't enough to convince half of the people to vote. Right. Paul is wild to me. Like half the people voted for him to be president. Yeah. So but they, were, like, but were they in Bessemer, Alabama, though? Right. And that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just because, you know, if anything, that's like, hey, this is our business. Why right, are you right. sticking? Your, I know you're the president, but I didn't vote for you. So why are you sticking your nose in our business or just in our business in general from a southern a southern state to everywhere else? Because it seems like every other state in the union has shit to say about southern states and how they're always getting it wrong. Right. And so it, it there's a little bit of a southern chip on the shoulder of just like, you know, who the fuck is you? <laughs> coming down here <laughs> telling us how to run our shit and i i bet there's a little bit of that that you know that comes into play here yo shouts to the south man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like you I, honestly like you know people elsewhere are just like man the south they so stupid blah 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 all right get lost in the south see what happens you know what i mean <laughs> Like it's, it's like anywhere else, they're serious, real ones. And again, chip on the shoulder because they've been hearing all this bullshit for a long time. And it's, uh, you know, there's, there's just something to it. So I I could see where that would also be like, ah, we're not going to do whatever these, I'm not doing it. Just no, what's going to change. What I have going on right now is great for me. Why would I change all of that so that everybody else can? How do I know that that's going to work now? We're all going to be on welfare. You know what I mean? Like if there's no full understanding. Hey, I, I've uh, I've worked uh, almost exclusively at places with unions mm-hmm. and I've worked on both sides of it, like as a manager and as a worker. And I've been at two places where there was attempts uh, to uh, get the union either out or in depending on the dynamic Mm -hmm. and neither time, whatever the change was attempted worked. Right. So like the place that had union that wanted to de-unionize didn't work. The place that didn't have the union that wanted to unionize didn't work. But like seeing the, the like relationships and the dynamics and the awkwardness that it creates is wow. Um, like, uh, there was the place that, was union that wanted to de-unionize. Mm-hmm. I was in the union, but I was also uh, in the process of be- like becoming a manager. Right. But I agreed with what the union wanted for the workers. So uh-huh. I was like, you know, I know I'm going to be over there on that side, but this is right for them. So the stance that I said was... Uh, I'm not pro union or pro management. I'm pro contract. Okay. That's what I told him. I was like, listen, like if this stuff here, if y'all agree to it, I'm cool with not sending this other group of people $50 a week. Mm-hmm. You know, like that made <laughs> sense to me. Like just say, yo, you, you get it. Let's do something here. Um, and like, uh, one of the managers that was in the, in the company that was kind of like uh ruined for me to become a manager. Like he pulled me aside on some like, yo, just so you know, people's is watching. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, I mean, I, I don't know if, 
like I've never worked any place where there was a union or even a thought of a union or even talk of a union starting. Right. Um, and so on, and that wasn't necessarily something that was taught to us. Right. Like what exactly they can do and all that stuff. So all, so there's already, I wouldn't say a mistrust on unions, more of a, a neglect, like we just don't know. Right. A lot of people just don't know what it is that they do or why we should why we would want that and that kind of thing. Um, But if you were to talk to folks and find out what their um, concerns are, what they would like from their work and all that kind of stuff, you'd probably discover that it is. That people are probably more pro-union than they realized, but then their brain can't make that twist. And so a lot of people are like, well, I mean, that's just what we'll just, you know, ask the boss man for that. Well, I mean, if you're just asking the one or two dudes, they're not going <laughs> to if they right. haven't had to before, they're not going to. So then, you know, they're just hoping that the the boss people will figure out how to maybe get them those things. But they're not going to because it's at a cost to them. And then it doesn't matter anyway, because I'm not going to be here for long. I'm, this is just until I can start my own company, Yeah, you word. know, all that kind of stuff. And so it's like a very I don't know, like it's. It's going to take some work, and I think it's also going to take adjusting how to get the message out based on the location. So it's going to, I think, really just take – and I don't know what kind of – how they were maneuvering it before, but um, I hope that from this defeat they are learning better ways to engage with workers to get them to really see – the benefits of a union and you know so they can you know because it's not it certainly wasn't going to first time they're voting on a union at amazon in alabama you thought that was what movie are you watching where that's going to (laughs) go that's absolutely we're only that's just the first third you know this is (laughs) yeah this is not even yeah we're like at the halfway point yeah win the movie yet yeah, we're not at the end. You're going to have to do this a few times and figure out <laughs> the right way to approach it. Yeah, I I I was always like uh I, I was all I feel like when I was a manager, I understood the benefit of the union, but I was thankfully in places where I felt that overall the rules were fair and things in place were fair. So in places like that where the company um, has things for the most part right, mm-hmm. a union uh, is a detriment because then it, uh, it it the union's only protecting for the most part. And mind you, I'm not you know dissing union, right, right. Uh, but like for the most part, I found that it prevented me from rewarding my best workers mm-hmm. and penalizing my worst workers at the pace that I should have. Right. So like a union has these rules in place that they negotiated with the company that uh, like handcuffed me being uh, more extreme with stuff. So like if a worker was bad and I wanted to get rid of the worker, I had to document it four times instead of like, yo, I, I, I know I spoke with the guy, like mm-hmm. let's keep it moving. Right. Um, and then the opposite, like if somebody's killing it, I couldn't give that dude Saturday off. Cause then, you know, I got to give Saturday off to, you know, someone else, Every time now that this dynamic pops up, even though he's earned that. Right. Um, right. So like, I, I, I remember that frustration of it, um, you know, but by the same token, like 
I, I, I definitely remember uh, when I got hired at UPS hearing of the legend of like a union strike that they did because their union is brawlic. Like most places <laughs> have like a union for like a location. Right. Like this union that they had was like for like a, like states. Mm. So like they had like every like UPS site for like five states locked up with the same union, which is crazy. Normally, like each location has their own union. Right. So, like, you know, if 100 people go on strike, that location shuts down. Most of these companies got ways of like, yo, we're going to send all the managers over there. They're going to run that that depot as if they're the workers until we get that figured out. UPS is like they had a union at this area where it was like, oh, y'all going to mess with us, B? Five states, no mail. <laughs> like, oh, God. Wow. So, like... <laughs> Every issue gets resolved quick. Right, the power there was crazy. Like you can't shut down New York, Jersey. Like the, the people go, this is insane. So I remember, like I didn't even hear what the issue was, but it was like, yo, we went on strike. Shit was six hours, my G. <laughs> Everything came back to normal. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> wow. And I, I remember getting hired. Like, a, like it was like a year or two after that happened. And, like, people still, like, telling the story, like, in aura. They were like, yo, you don't know how good it was out here that whole year after. Everybody was treating us like crazy. Like, crazy well. You're like, we got we used to get turkeys on Thanksgiving. We had turkeys every month that year. Like, people were just <laughs> handing them out. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So, I, 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 and I see the point of it. Like, I've come to, like, get to, like, a place where, like, I feel like union is important in places where uh, there's physical activity involved with the work. Right. Um, I think that, you know, I, the play, I was at a job where like the job was fully sales and I felt like uh, the union there wasn't quite as uh, important, but like, if there's a place where I could like physically damage someone's life in future because I'm abusing them in work, I think it's highly important to have someone there who's, only thinking of that when you know they're sure. because you're protecting people that just being frank to your point they're just thinking about the dollar this week because they got real problems they got a fam but someone does have to think about the 60 year old you that you know wasn't quite as concerned right uh you know uh at 30 about you know how your 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 ankle was gonna feel because you worked an extra two hours every day mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I i get it's a complicated issue you know by the same token i was a manager i like i like bonuses <laughs> this was dope, <laughs> you know. So like, I, I I get the need to like want to push, but I do think there's a fair way of achieving that. Um, that's why I'm pro contract to this day. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you hire me somewhere, or you ask me to run something. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, let's just come to an actual agreement that makes sense, mm-hmm. so that you know everybody's cool, and we don't got to send these checks to these other people. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Teamsters. Sound dope. That's a great brand, but I, they don't need to be in our business unless we're talking about like a record label or something. <laughs> I, I like how that sound. <laughs> they stay. It sounds dope as hell. Like I'd love to be. I'm part of the Teamsters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like the motorcycle club. That would be cool. Teamsters motorcycles. I'm I'm down with that. Uh, but yeah. Also, <laughs> if there are any Teamsters listening, we love you. Please don't come for us. Word um, up. <laughs> <laughs> No smoke. But most of the places they do rep actually fall into what I mentioned. Like, right. teamsters are heavily uh, involved with a lot of physical labor jobs. Right. So, yeah, 
I've been a member of the team since three different times. I rock with them dudes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't need like te- teamsters repping secretaries, for example. Like no, I no, that like seems that just seems weird. Mm-hmm. They have rights, but I feel like you know, unless it's carpal tunnel or something, like, I don't think you're getting abused in the same way as like a UPS driver. No, but something. the abuse that you do get as a secretary is <laughs> brutal in its own way. It's fair. Um, it's fair. So maybe if there's like a uh, I don't know. Can you? Is there a, a version of Teamsters that's just therapists? Mm. Can we do that? Can we just have a Teamster therapist or something? That would be on fine. call for us. Because yikes, that <laughs> office work is—it's a lot. It's—it's it's the mentals. It's the mentals that get you. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know my favorite part though. Uh, the my favorite dealings with the with the union was when I was a manager and I won't say the company cause it'll give like, I'm, I guarantee you someone that worked there will know the exact worker I'm talking about. But we're <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, G, you sold my such as yeah, nah, I ain't having it. But, <laughs> I, but I remember when I became a manager, I had one worker that was a huge headache. Like they called the union for everything. And every manager warned me, when I got promoted to that department, hey, listen, whole team runs smooth, but this person calls union for everything. And so run things by the book. And I'm like, I was running things by the book anyway. Like, you, ain't, I ain't need that warning. Right. But I saw that admittedly, this person called the union for everything that I know for a fact I did correctly. Uh-huh. So the first, they call the union rep and like after like three or four calls, the union rep has to call you like, Yo, right. what's going on? What you doing? So I would get these calls and like the union rep would be like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I know. I know this is BSB. I just got to do the call. Right. But I know. Yeah. And it was just that. Like, he just had to check the box yep. on his phone call. He's like, I know, B. Like, I ain't even going to go over there. Just look. Do me the favor. Once every three months, I'm going to pop in. Uh-huh. We'll walk through the through the work area together so that they see us. Right. And then I'm going to go in the office with you, and we're going to talk about sports, but we'll do it angrily. <laughs> right. So, so that, that it looks like we're fighting about this. <laughs> but I'm, I'm never going to bring it up for real. And straight up, for three years, that's what it was. He would come over. He was a huge Jets fan. So we had like an active reason to fight in the office. Right. And we had animated convos. Y'all mean your team is trash. We was calling ain't shit. <laughs> but you walk by the office, it look like we going in. Like, yo, right. this dude's fighting for our rights. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't a thing. Because he knew. we like, yo, like, G's pretty straight up. He ain't got no issues with it. Because nobody, nobody else called for me. Right. He'd like, yo, if it was a real problem, I would get calls from the other workers. But yep. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got mad calls from one person. So, yeah, they know when it's bullshit is all I'm saying. Well, that's good that, you know, <laughs> that they're not that it's not just a complete farce all around. Nah, nah. <laughs> I think I think they 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 understand when it's a real thing. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just became pro union right now. Look at that. Let's look do at it. that. There look how go. easy y'all that was. <laughs> yeah, I need y'all need that dude down in Alabama. That's what y'all do. Yeah, I just <laughs> just got to figure out. However you're revamping for the second act of this film, uh, I hope, you know, you are. Now is when you find the guy, you know, like the union whisperer or whatever, who's just like, Alabama, eh? 
pack my bags. I'm on my way. I love a challenge, you know, like that dude. <laughs> yeah, like his wife got to like pull him aside. Like, why do you always have to be the one why, to go? Yeah, why are you Captain Sabaho or whatever? And then, <laughs> and then he goes down. Uh, be great, you know. And the people they don't trust him at first, and you know he thinks the food is weird, something crazy <laughs> like that. And then they begrudgingly get whatever, and then there's a barn burner of a of a like a speech, and uh, and then you know then it all works out. So right now you just got to find that dude. Once you find <laughs> that dude and get him down there, now we're good. moving. Now we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, the the key is to find someone that uh looks like a positive influence speaking around the tiki torch because right now it's really difficult. But if you still, <laughs> yeah, he's going down. He's got his own views. He's got to talk to the good old boys that are there. They exactly. gotta, you know, agree on something. It, it could be a sports thing. Honestly, they could just both love the color purple. It could be anything. At this point, and then the movie uh, or the the actual color, like yo, this looks good on you. (laughs) And then you know, once there's that common ground, they spend one night up uh, up late drinking and talking, and realizing that they're not so different after all. And then there the tone shifts, and now we're getting somewhere. There we go. You know, it's gonna be look. It's gonna be a long movie. It's gonna be a long movie, (laughs) but we're moving in the right direction, I think. So. at the very least, what I just figured out is I'm willing to vote for Chalet with Shaw for Shop Stewart. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I'm the comic relief. I'm not there for anything. Oh, man. Uh, Picasso's portrait of a young lover to sell for 55 mil at auction. That's right, y'all. Uh, Pablo Picasso's 1932 Femme Assist Press Dune Finitary. I probably said one of those right. Uh, translates to women sitting near a window. A uh, portrait of his teenage lover and golden muse from a critical point in his career will be offered in Christie's newly rebranded 20th century art evening sale in New York on May 11th with an estimated uh, sale price of $55 million. Uh, yeah, this is uh, 1932 was a make or break year for Picasso. He was 50 years old. He was an accom- He was accomplished, famous, but he... But what comes after critical success, asks Vanessa Fusco. Would this pioneer continue to innovate? Boom. He meets a 17-year-old oh, Marie Theresa no. Walter. Uh-oh, it gets ugly. Uh-oh. 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 Yeah. While married. He's another one of these scumbags. Oh, wow. Boy. Well, yeah, that's a turn right there. How, like, how do you rep this in... You you just rep it because you can either say that was a time. I mean, like that's not this this piece of art is worth more than all the cancel them tweets in the world. Like this art, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we're gonna have to. There's gonna have to be a big switch before people are like, nah, I ain't really fucking with Picasso. Guess what? <laughs> like, there are plenty of folks who are. You weren't, of yeah. course, you weren't fucking with Picasso. Did you have a spare fifty-five mil <laughs> to buy nah, one of yeah, these paintings? Nah, yeah, you know I don't really fucks with Picasso. Yeah, it's okay then. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just that's. I mean, like, okay, so this seventeen-year-old, but I don't even know. Like, didn't he always 
he kept a few lovers, right? I don't know the story of Picasso. I just know uh, for a while um, things just got real weird where he was putting eyes. I don't know, you know, <laughs> like art one, you know, like I, I get it, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily as schooled with art as I should be considering my day job is in an art foundation. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, 55 mil, that is, I want to say that's, I mean, I, I want right. to say that that's a lot. Let me see if they say that this is a lot. No. The last time it came up to auction. Yeah, it was it 44. 44.8 mil. So, yeah. I mean, it's not even like that's the kind of money. I know we've discussed art before on the show. That's the kind of money that is floating around in the art world. That is bananas. Yeah. Where they're just like, nah, you know what I mean? They're just trading it basically. It's just like here you go. Okay, I'm gonna buy it for this much, and then I'll let a museum hold it for like a year or so, and then I think I'll go ahead and sell it, and someone else will buy it for even more because it's been in that museum for a year and a half, and yada yada. Like I don't even. It's wild. It's wild the amount of money in the art world. I've um, I've yet to see a Picasso and be like, oh, yo, he killed that. <laughs> well, <laughs> he killed that. I, 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 don't, I don't get how this stuff works, like. Every time I see these things, I'm like, yo, like, I don't, like, he really, like, focusing on her forehead or something. Like, yeah, I don't know what it may the not, goal was. It's, it, it may, maybe it's just not your type of art, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, like, I look, I, it, you'll find what moves you when you see it, right? Yeah. You'll see it and you'll, it'll, it'll make you stop. And you just kind of stare at it for a little bit longer in a museum. I mean, like, how often were you going to museums where you really wanted to see what was in there and you weren't, like, on a date or a school trip? You personally, Gastor. That's that's rough. Uh, <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> so then maybe it's just not, maybe it's just not your thing, right? Yeah. The, the classics like this or whatever. Nah, this stuff ne- never caught. I go to a museum, like, for me, maybe, like, once every two years. Okay. And, and is it to see something special or is it because someone you know and or love wants to see something? No, like specifically me. I go okay. to museums like probably four times a year, but that's definitely for my family or Gabby. Mm-hmm. Like they're into stuff. But like I'll like be like, yo, I want to see that like once every two years. Like, all right, that What was the last thing you saw that you wanted to see in the museum? Um, the Latin T that's gonna be that's gonna make it look like way way more than two years. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, keep in mind, one year has already been written off on COVID, even though I did go see something during the COVID year. Yeah, yeah, I did go to a museum. What'd you catch? They had at Brooklyn Museum. They had a an exhibit on Studio Fifty Four, the uh, okay. the discotheque, and at the time that was supposed to open in March of twenty twenty. And they had a, quite a few Andy Warhol works in it. And okay. they were going to have like kind of this big, you know, jubilant opening. And um, we, uh, I would have um, had a chance to go to that opening. Uh, oh. through my, and I was just like, yeah. But because um, I love that. I love seeing pictures of that time of late 70s, early 80s. Uh, all of those celebrities. No one's wearing a bra. Everything's glittery. 
uh, and they're out dancing because I spent a lot of my youth going out dancing. And so I like seeing pictures of people free in that way. Um, and so I, I, you know, I love that. And then, you know, it's like Grace Jones doing shit, uh, Liza Minnelli, just smoking cigarettes. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Just people on roller skates and blow. And it's wild to me to see all that kind of stuff. I just love that kind of time capsule. Um, and so I did go to the Brooklyn museum to see that. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was in 2020. Yeah, I, I don't remember the year. I want to say it was either 2018 or 2019. Mm-hmm. I know while we were in D.C., I wanted to go see the the uh, portraits done uh, of the oh, Obamas. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but admittedly, it was because I heard there was an LL portrait. and I, I mentioned that before. Like, <laughs> right, like, oh, yes. This dude did this. I got to see that. Right. And I, did, I saw that. I know uh, I went to see... Uh, Frida Kahlo exhibit in New York. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came into town because they said that uh, um, my wife's a big fan of her, so I took her to Philly right before we got married to see, like, a big exhibit of her stuff, and that's mm-hmm. when I got into her work. Right. But the reason I went to the New York one is because it was they had, like, discovered, like, there was, like, a hidden closet in, like, one of her houses, so like there was like a hundred pieces of work that had never been seen before. Oh, neat! Like her doodles. So I was like, oh, this is dope. I get to see like rough drafts. You know, mm-hmm. it's like seeing the comics like Yellow Notepad or something. Right. So it was cool. I got to rock with that, and um, I have tickets to see that Van Gogh thing that's popping up in New York in in uh, in I think this month through September, where like they're gonna project everything on the walls. Oh, oh, neat. Yeah, so like you get to like be like inside the paintings, kind of. Right. It's, it's, um, it's trippy. Uh, I'm gonna take the kids, but I will also be hot. Um, <laughs> I feel like that is an experience you need to. Like, I want to be in the paintings in my right, head. Right. You know? Sure. Okay. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell Gabby. I'm gonna just be there. Like, oh and boy, just experience all of that. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <That'd be cool. laughs> well that's great um so yeah i feel I, I do i do i definitely like if i see something that calls me i'll go mm-hmm. i know there was like a recent exhibit i went to pop in i saw some of my friends posting uh pictures of like uh this like cartoon like uh toys and shit oh the cause yeah yeah that yeah yeah cool. so i want to go see that but admittedly like i'm not in the know i don't know what's popping in the art world um, yeah, I um I try to keep up with it. It's I mean hard hard not it's not hard here because there are big museums and, and and galleries and stuff. There there's a lot of that, but um, it like I like because there's you know there's the museum stuff, so those are big shows. But then there are like smaller shows at galleries, and right. for that I feel like you have to like know that the art is. You know, you have to just look up galleries constantly just to see what they're showing. But I did go see uh, one of my favorite photographers, um, uh, and now I'm blanking on his name, Roy de Caravana. Uh, okay. And um, he did a lot of pictures of jazz musicians. Okay. Uh, and so I did go to a gallery to see those. Um, actually, it was split between two galleries, so I had to hoof it 
<laughs> across the, <laughs> to go to the two galleries. Um, and then in the meantime, while I was, I, I uh, updated my phone. <laughs> he upgraded my phone in between. Uh, so it was a very busy day. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like, but galleries are trying to sell that shit too, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I try. It's just like, I, I never, I never feel like I'm doing the right thing when I go to those things. Like, I feel like because I'm in New York, there's so much art here available mm -hmm. that like I have a responsibility to like appreciate it and go see it. So like I make an effort. I'll go to shows. Right. And like I'll go, I, I'll go with my wife or I'll go with friends of mine that are like really into it. And like I always feel like I'm rushing them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, I, I see right. the painting. All right, next painting. You know what I mean? Like, I see it. It looks dope. Next painting. <laughs> and they'll be like, nah, like you got I'm appreciating the colors and I'm looking at the strokes and the, the, mm -hmm. I, I I don't see none of that. I that looks cool. Word. Right. So like <laughs> like I've I've gone through a museum and like legitimately enjoyed myself. Like I ain't gonna say like it was like oh I hated it. I had a blast, mm -hmm. but like I could go through a museum solid like twenty six minutes. Right. You're yeah, like, yeah. I saw the whole thing. I paid fifty dollars, <laughs> and I feel like I got my money's worth. That was right. the experience. And like Gabby will spend twenty six minutes on like an area of yeah. the first floor. Yeah, and yeah. I, and after that, like we gonna get divorced if we stay here for you to do that. This whole museum. <laughs> no, like, you just. I cannot keep looking at these pictures over it's and over. Just again. it. Yeah, it's yeah. It, then it's just not. It is not your. It's not your milieu. It's not yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I and I say that as someone who I can move quickly through something if if something isn't grabbing me. But I also if something does grab me, I will stand in front of it for a while, That's you know, wild. and then keep it moving. But sometimes I see people like standing in front of something and I'm just like nope don't see it and then i just go to the next thing and you know and sometimes i've tried to force it you stand in front and you're just like yeah i can and i'm like i don't even know what they're talking about when they're talking about this stuff so i don't i just but sometimes yeah. uh you know repetitive things repetitive lines or usually for me photographs uh yeah i can get do me that more than uh you know actual art or things if there's art it has to be more graphic in nature like you know again like lines and sharp corners and stuff is yeah. usually what what gets me but photographs i definitely uh can kind of get sucked in on yeah so, see but and even that like i rock with photos but i'm like yo like i seen some real popping ig pages you know so i'm <laughs> like wow well, gotta go experience this in person you know, like I'm seeing them every day, like Instagram crazy. Yeah, well, you know? because that's all stuff made before Instagram. Instagram crazy. Well, <laughs> yo, like this dope photographer is posting yeah, uh -huh. their pictures on IG, and like, you know, I own a, a I own way more cameras than like I need just because I I like images, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I need to see the original print to appreciate the image. I get you. But sometimes you do a little bit. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, okay. not not to make you think that you don't. But sometimes you don't. You know, you're just like, no, nah, this is good. But sometimes when you you see it, you know, you kind of get sucked into. You know, uh, you're just like, oh wow, you you I don't know. Sometimes just seeing it 
takes it up a level. And I'm saying this as someone who hopes people feel like this about stand up. Like, yeah, you know I mean, oh, like for sure. People feel like I, I mean, I like laughing at things that are funny. But the, the idea of being in a room while someone tells me jokes is terrible. People, more people than not feel that way. More people. I've had so many people who are just like, I don't even like comedy. I'm like, yeah. Whoa, OK. <laughs> now it is to be married to one of them. And that's what you do. Yeah. Like, absolutely she don't don't like jokes Mm -mm. she's like like every comic whose name she knows is because she likes them as a person right and that list is like seven (laughs) shots like real talk yeah one of the funniest people i've ever known was a guy i worked with and he was just like i don't really like that comedy shit and i'm like but you're (laughs) legitimately one of the funniest people i've ever known and he's like nah i ain't funny this shit real and i'm like okay (laughs) All right. <laughs> if you say so. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I'm trying. Yeah, you know I mean, if y'all see any artwork you think I'd get down with, send me that in the DMs. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to be cultured. You know, I like faking the funk with the kids and maybe it might sit like seep in and be real. Right. But uh, every time I like artwork, I feel like it's because it's on a sneaker. Like, okay, oh, I, I saw um an exhibit about sneakers, Jordans in particular, that okay. was at uh, Brooklyn Museum. I went with Nate Fridson. We went and looked okay. at, at all of the Jordans under glass. It was, uh, But, you know, and I'm just like, I kind of want to see if, I wonder if seeing it in this way will make it look different to me because I don't necessarily think it's a cute shoe, but, um, but you know, <laughs> to see just like other sneakers, how, you know, how they're designed and you know what they're thinking and all that kind of stuff that's all explained it's it's pretty cool but you know i'm excited because i feel like there's a small chance that that might be the most controversial thing said on this podcast oh what that i don't like yeah jordan not being a cute shoe i hope i hope we get so much hate mail over that (laughs) (laughs) anti-unions controversial topics about politics all fine you don't like the force? Yeah, yeah, you? no, that absolutely. And I did just say that, like, huh, I just don't think it's cute. And <laughs> absolutely, I'm going to, like, it's, oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> as soon as this is posted. Uh, Nas's uh, QVP firm projected to make over $100 million when Coinbase goes public. That's right. Uh, Mr. Nas participated in uh, over 188 different funding rounds as a financier uh, as part of his Queensbridge Venture Partners uh, investment uh, capital firm. Uh, He is one of the original investors of Coinbase um, through QVP, which is going public uh, this Wednesday. So it'll be uh, literally the day before this comes out. So uh, uh, Coinbase uh, will be valued at over uh, $100 billion when it goes public on NASDAQ on April 14th. Um, so yeah, if uh, it hits projections, Nas um, and his friends uh, and, and fellow co-founders, Ben Horowitz, uh, you knew, I knew, I don't know why I felt like I could have guessed uh, Ben Horowitz was involved. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who Ben Horowitz is, but <laughs> the 54-year-old American businessman may have tipped off Nas about backing Coinbase uh, startup years ago. Props to Ben Hor. Um, I I need a I need a Ben Horowitz in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you so don't. 
I mean, maybe <laughs> if it would keep you from investing in everything, perhaps <laughs> you do need someone that's just like, that one's not a good idea, Gastor. But <laughs> otherwise, um, you will totally just invest in all of it. This literally was like wingdings to me. Like, I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> I don't... I don't know what any of this said. Um, I don't, I mean, you're throwing dollar amounts at me and it's like good for him. I mean, does yeah. he, what, but he got, again, they got the buy-in early cause they bought before it was public. Right. And because of that, like their stock, they got it way cheaper than what it's currently worth. Right. And now that this is going public, it's going to be worth a lot of change. Sure. Are we sure about that? That it's a it's a guess, but no, we're not sure. Like okay. we can be very wrong or very right when this comes out, right? You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So like, if you see like like if on Friday Nas is dropping a new album, you know like it ain't go great. Like he's like, yo, let's <laughs> I need to make up for this investment. <laughs> Life is not as good as it was on the last album. Life was good. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, if you see Nas dropping a whole bunch of LPs, uh, you know next week you gonna be like, yo, like if he says like, yo, uh. Illmatic part two or something like you know he's like I I got to cash in on my name. I but think he'll be fine. I yeah I think he's good. I think he's uh he's made his money uh both in music and in other investments. He cashed in on like Ring. I remember a while ago. Uh so yeah this has been working for him. Uh so yeah uh Wait, all that's to say uh, if there's a wow, Ben Horowitz okay. out there hit me up. <laughs> you know what I mean. And I, can, I don't, I, I don't understand any of this, and that's I'm okay with that. I'm fine with not understanding money. Um, so you know, I'm sure I should, but I also am not trying to be <laughs> swimming in it like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, because I, just, for as much as we want to love Scrooge McDuck, we forget his first name is Scrooge. It's fair. He doesn't seem like a nice person. Yo, his 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 swimming stroke is serious though. Yeah, it has to be with all those. You know? I mean, gold is heavy. Yeah, <laughs> gold like, is he very... makes he was cutting through that shit. Yeah, like, he really he was. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's a duck, so he already his swimming is stronger than most. But like, he was really like just moving through that. His backstroke <laughs> was ridiculous. Yo, hold up. I'm just seeing now Ben's partner is Andrasine Horowitz. Like, it's like a family business. No, I See, think that's the name of the company that he's... Uh, oh, I was about to say, because I'm yeah. like, yo, like... That's he's my friends with Ben, who's the co-founder of the Silicon Valley-based Andreessen Horowitz. So he's the then, Horowitz in Andreessen Horowitz. Oh, got you. And yes. then they started another one of called Queensbridge Capital. And, yeah, although wait, I don't know if the Brian do to do to do. Oh no, no, I think the Queensbridge thing is something that Nas did on his own. But okay. the Horowitz, the Andrews and Horowitz, they started the um Coinbase. They backed Coinbase. And they just said, yo, and Nas. Ben told Nas, us. hey, maybe you might want to help us back up Coinbase. And Nas was like, all right. Yo, shouts to Ben. That's homie <laughs> Ben right here. That's a real one right there, yo. Listen, you want me some bread with me? It's like my man's right here to help me flip refrigerators back in the day. Okay. You know what I mean? I, shouts to Ben. I don't you, need, you need people to put you on, yo. Listen, B, I can't buy all these refrigerators, but I'm making bread flipping fridges. You know what I mean? You want to flip some fridges with us? 
And that's what we do. You know, I bought a whole bunch of fridges for the low. My whole hood got hooked up. Refrigerators on me. Oh, wow. I mean, I guess hustle where you can. That's it, B. <laughs> that's, that's our firm, East New York Venture Capital. Uh-huh. Coming soon, baby. Hustle where you can? Is that that's your... That's it. Hustle where you can. That's the... Oh, my that's, God. That's our, that's our name. Our name and our, and our slogan. Right. We'll get it done. Wow. Uh, we deal with crypto <laughs> and refrigerators. That's so. it. We got rings, baby. Why not? <laughs> Legit, legitimate ranges. We have stovetops. We've got... <laughs> legit rain <laughs> uh finally uh you know we uh we'd be remiss if we didn't uh mention it uh you know um r.i.p to dmx uh, as many of you know he passed away this past week um you know just uh wanted to make sure we uh met, uh mentioned it just because i feel like we def mentioned him in the podcast prior to oh um, sure yeah so uh, yeah, just much respect to the homie. He passed away way too young, 50 years old, White Plains Hospital. Uh, made way, way too many songs uh, that were involved in my high school memories. Uh, oh, which, yeah? Okay. Yeah. You know, which it was dope because, like, he made such a range of emotions. Like, covered such a range of emotions in his songs. And yet, I couldn't play a single one for my kids this week. So, like, it was a challenge. <laughs> no, like, and you know what? That's okay because they need to discover it on their own. Yeah. And let it mean what it's going to mean to them. Because I can't imagine, like, DMX tapped into something uh, that was so pure. Yeah. That even if you had nothing in common with them, he still was able to to speak to a way that you felt you know in a moment and uh and so i think you playing that for your kids though you want to will not have the same effect because they're automatically going to go well this is dad's old people old rap ain't no one trying to hear that shit but at some (laughs) point at some point they're going to stop thinking about the vibes and they're going to get angry about something you know what i mean right now kids are chilling because all the music is vibe based ain't no one written a bridge in like 15 years now (laughs) and so everybody everybody's just a fucking scented candle and it's (laughs) (laughs) and something's gonna happen and they're gonna snap and they're gonna need something that will help them express and process that shit. <laughs> uh, and I think that's where DMX will come in. Hey, um, I'm, I'm here for that moment. I know also, that I struggled because, like, I relate to his feeling of, like, wanting more. Mm-hmm. That he expressed in so many songs beautifully. But, like, you know, the, the way he went about it was different. You know, like, he talks about, you know, his, like, struggles with drugs and, like, things he did on the street. I didn't do those things, mm-hmm. but like I relate to the feeling of like you know uh, feeling like there's less options than you know you might want available to you. And I was trying to explain that to my kids. Right. I was like, you know, like I was like, when he comes on his song, he's like, you know, stay out of the dark because if I catch you when the sun is down, running clown, you know, like that's the man in need. You know, like yeah. I'm trying to like explain the beauty of like this dude sharing a real dark moment in this rap song where everyone else is just talking shit. You know, everybody on four three two one was going off. DMX, 
you know, LL Cool J, Red Man, they were all just happily saying, I'm the best rapper ever. DMX was just like, I'm just happy to be here because you don't know what I did yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, I, and that's what it felt like what the verse was. It was like, yo, I had to rob somebody yesterday. I had to talk him out of acting stupid. And he wrote this pure, like, uh, verse about a moment that I'm 100% really happy at this point. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm expressing, I'm explaining this very aggressive robbery that he did <laughs> to like my kids over breakfast. They're like, you don't understand what he was going through in this moment. <laughs> you know, y'all have everything y'all need, but this man, he he was going through it, but he was still trying to do the right thing. He was talking this guy out of making this a more uh, deadly and awkward interaction. Right. You know, uh huh. Pass the syrup. Yeah, I was like, and how did they take that? Um, honestly, what I would say, uh, for any young people who um aren't quite getting it, um, I don't know, uh, or anyone who wants to really see, uh, who wants to really see a celebratory uh DMX because he gave us a few of those moments, but I swear to you. That versus with him and Snoop <laughs> was legit one of my favorites because number one, like when they announced it, I was like, how the hell are they going to get DMX there? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he, you know, it's just like he's willing, but sometimes he's not able, you know, like, how are you going to, you know, get him over there? And then, you know. Like here's the setup and Snoop is so good at what he does yeah. that he draws not just DMX, you know, some of the performer out of him, but DMX, the rap fan out of him. So they know each other's lyrics. And uh, when the DJ's just playing songs is keep it moving, you know, they know those songs and they're able to like talk about that. And, you mm. know, DMX is just having a good time. And Snoop is just being the perfect ringleader for that. It's really, it's one of my favorite verses that has happened over the yeah. past year. Um, it was really it, like necessary. I, I really yeah, it. it. Yeah, it's a really, uh, I think, a chance to kind of see him get his flowers, as it were, before passing away. Word. Yeah. So like, you know, there's that. Um, I would, I would definitely check that out because that, you know, has the music as well and you know uh i guess maybe even watch the drink champs with him if you want but, yeah that um, was solid i like the drink champs he did yeah but yeah like i think that's just kind of a i think that's probably one of the best ways to like honor uh you know his legacy is to see him being able to go yeah i did do that yeah yeah and and have someone go yeah you did that bruh and people you know respond to it in that way because that's rare that's very rare especially for what he's been through what he had been word. through and all that shit that shit is very rare word up yeah shouts to dmx you know r.i.p and condolences to him and his family what they're dealing with um and uh if you once you're over it if you want to laugh a little i encourage you to go down a weird google rabbit hole that i did which is type uh, DMX and every 20 to 30 year old white pop singer and like <laughs> type in their hit song. And I promise you 
some weird DJ made a mix. <laughs> like, I cannot, yo. When Does I it tell always you, party up with that song or yeah, something? Yeah, straight up. There's like party up and X gonna give it to you has been oh. with every major white female pop singer. Like, That's hilarious. I heard X gonna give it to you and call me maybe. <laughs> That's not a combo I thought of ever. <laughs> but it's a mashup. It's out there. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm doing that tonight. I'm telling you, like if you bought, you gonna hear some crazy remixes that some some DJ tripping or acid was like, yeah, this makes sense. These oh, that's need, amazing. Their work needs to be together. There's a lot of those. <laughs> so yeah, uh, with that said, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard, please like and subscribe to the show. All Apple listeners appreciate y'all um, with the ratings. Please continue to do so. Five stars are always a shit. Four stars are cool too, but why? You you so close. Just move <laughs> one over, you know. <laughs> uh, if you have any articles you want us to cover, uh, please send them in. Uh, DM us uh, directly at Silky Jumbo at Gastromonte. Uh, with that said, um, my name is Gastromonte. Always with the homie Chalet with Sharp. Catch y'all next week at another War Report. Peace. Catch y'all next week. Peace.